This is the Decision Masters Podcast. I'm Kirsten Parker, the decision coach for overthinkers. When you feel good about your decisions, life feels good. You get to be present in your days and excited about where you're going. I'm going to help you build your decision mastery so it's easy to know what you want, navigate uncertainty, and handle any feelings that happen. Whether you're in the middle of some overthinking angst right now, or you simply love feeling in charge of your choices, you're in the right place. Clear, confident decisions are right around the corner. Let's get into it. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I, as you can maybe tell from my wild inflections today, am doing pretty well. I am celebrating a birthday this week. What? Confetti. Popping the champagne. Sorry, that was so loud. And I want to bring some celebration vibes to the podcast. So last week, we actually talked about celebration and how, whoopsies, even I am guilty of skipping it. And we all have really understandable, valid reasons that we skip celebration and... Uh, we have to still do it anyway. (laughs) We have to do it on purpose over and over and over again anyway. And so as I was looking at this week, I was like, "Mm, what do I want my birthday podcast to be about? So many options. And I am one of the people with a birthday kind of in the middle of the year. So it always feels like a little New Year's-y for me. It always ends up being a time that I kind of reflect, reset, the stuff you do or can tend to do at New Year's. My birthday kind of has that vibe for me, so borrow it if you want to and think of this as an opportunity to reflect and reset and charge forward with like New Year's clean slate vibes if you want. It's pretty fun. I was sitting here thinking, all right, let's reflect. Let's reset. Let's think about what feels important to talk about today, this week, at this milestone And what came rising to the surface, which actually kind of surprised me, was self-belief. How do you believe in yourself? How do you dare have the confidence and courage and audacity to believe that you can do the thing you want to do, have the thing you want to have, be the person you want to be? How do you do it? And this is a fun milestone for me because earlier this year, my business celebrated its five-year birthday. So I was just thinking about, well, how did I get here? And in hindsight, I can see a lot of things that I did well that I didn't really have a roadmap for and didn't really do on purpose all the time, kind of at all sometimes. But I want to give you a roadmap. I want to make this easier and I want to break down What have I learned about self-belief? Because for all of my anxiety, for all of my catastrophizing, for my heavily negative biased thinking, I supremely believe in myself. And I wanted to get curious about why. How does this work? How can I explain what I'm doing that makes me, for whatever reason, superb at self-belief? Not all day, every day. Not 24 hours a day seven days a week. But it's kind of a deep down core self-belief that I know I keep growing on purpose and that I can access in those frantic, anxious moments or, you know, in those dark nights of the soul because we all have them. So wherever you're at, 
if you are in a frenetic, anxious place, if you are in a my confidence has been shaken place, if you are in a dark night of the soul, or if you are kind of feeling yourself and you're like, let's capitalize on this, let's make it bigger, I want you to take these six keys to self-belief and just see what resonates. Just see what stands out today as like, ooh, that is the thing that I need to work on. This is not a checklist situation. It's not like a write all of these down and then work really hard at them all day, every day kind of thing. It's more like a, these are the things that I want you to survey in your in your land <laughs> and see which one of these do I need to water more? Which one of these do I need to, you know, turn the soil over on? I don't know anything about gardening. I have no business in this metaphor exiting. Okay, here are the six keys to self-belief. Number one is your self-concept. We've talked about this idea before. I will link in the show notes to episodes that go more deeply into this idea. But you have a self-concept. Everybody has one. It's the story that you tell yourself about who you are. And normally they are default. They are habitual. They are not deliberate. You wake up with your self-concept that you like ended up with on this Thursday. That's where your vision comes in. Your vision is your intentional self-concept. Now, we don't want to put these in competition with each other. It's not like the way that you think about yourself right now is wrong and you need to work really hard at thinking about yourself this different, better way. It's not a competition, but it is nice to know how are you thinking about yourself now? What's the story you're telling yourself about who you are right now? What do you like about that story? Very important information. And then what don't you like about it? What would you like to be different six months from now, a year from now? What do you hope that that version of you is saying? What's the story that you hope is true for them? That's how you find your vision. And we want to know what is our intentional self-concept, because if we're trying to believe in ourselves, then walking around with a story about yourself that sounds like, I'm behind I'm too, it's too late for me. I never do enough. I'm failing everywhere. (laughs) Right? It's not helping. It's fine because you're human. So it's okay that those thoughts are in your head. We have to balance them out with some kind of idea of, yes, I know I'm thinking these thoughts about myself and here's the story I want to tell. You have to be on your own team and remind yourself of the story that you are working to bring into reality, the story that you are in the process of authoring. So the first key to self-belief that I want you to make sure that you're just paying attention to is do you have an intentional self-concept? And I think I share some classics in previous episodes that my real life clients have had, but they've had visions or intentional self-concepts that are things like, I put myself first, or I make time for myself first, or I know I am doing enough, or I am a $300,000 badass CEO. Like whatever you want the story to be about yourself that you tell about yourself, this is who I am, and you believe it, that's your intentional self-concept. And it's a really fun way to fast track self-belief. And it's not lying to yourself. It's really giving yourself permission to sit here today where you're not maybe a $300,000 CEO or you don't put yourself first and give yourself like a boost to remind you of who you're trying to become on purpose. 
If you start thinking of yourself that way, even a little bit right now, you're going to become that person so much more quickly because you're going to start feeling like that person. You're going to start acting like that person. It's counterintuitive because you'll want to say, well, I can't think of myself as that yet. I am not that yet. But that's not self-belief. That's just like arguing against yourself with facts and not in a helpful way. So that's the first key. And even if that's where you stop and you're like, "Mm, okay, that's exactly what I needed. Come back to the rest of this podcast later. There's lots of stuff that we're going to, we're going to cover a lot of ground today. But that's a really fun one. The second key to rock solid self-belief is alignment. I brought alignment into the mix because I think in my experience and certain clients that I've had, when we struggle to believe in ourselves, part of that struggle seems to come sometimes from this like missing link. We think that we don't have enough achievements. We think we haven't done enough. We're not doing enough. We haven't accomplished enough. We haven't hit the right high enough rung on the, I don't know, mountain or whatever. (laughs) Or we think we don't have enough purpose. You don't know your purpose. You haven't figured it out yet, quote unquote. It can be really hard to kind of really get behind yourself and believe in yourself if you feel like you're lacking a super clear, inspiring, big schmancy mission or something that you're like going after. And that big schmancy shiny mission is fabulous. It's fine. It's great. Have one. Don't have one. But I don't want you to make your belief in yourself conditional on having, frankly, someone else's definition of purpose. I think if you have a purpose and you feel like you have one and you love it and that's driving you and it helps you believe in yourself, great, keep it. I think if you don't have a purpose, I don't want you to waste one more second angsting about it and making yourself wrong and feeling like you lack something you should have. I I never wake up and know my purpose in life. I didn't find out what I even thought my purpose might be until I was several years into this new, brand new business. And that's fine. I think that's the norm. I don't know a whole heck of a lot of people who think their way into, okay, here's my purpose. And now I feel super confident about it. So if this is getting in the way of your self-belief, either feeling like you lack enough purpose or feeling like you lack enough accomplishments, again, super hard to believe in yourself when you're at the beginning of a really hard, scary journey. If you're starting a business, if you're starting a career change, if you're starting a new chapter, maybe you're just getting married, maybe you're just getting divorced. If you're moving, if you're starting to write a book, you're not yet a published author, right? It's hard to look at that blank slate of like, here, I haven't, I haven't really done anything yet. I've made no money. I've written no pages. I've blah, 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 blah. Oh man, does that make self-belief feel like some heavy lifting. So here's what you can do to tap into that self-belief and keep growing it. The second key to self-belief is alignment. You don't need to know your purpose and you don't need to have a pile of achievements in order to know you are in alignment. If you are in alignment with what matters to you or what feels good, if you're in alignment with following your curiosities or your interests, If you're in alignment with your core values, 
those are things that you can affirm for yourself and not feel like you're lying and making stuff up. Like, I have a good business or I wrote a book. I'm an author. Sometimes we just feel like we're lying and it's not, it doesn't do anything for our confidence. But what you can do is affirm, I am in alignment. And that feels super juicy because you feel like you're on your own team, you're being self-directed. And even if you don't know where you're going, you know, my eyes are open and I'm taking myself in the direction I need to go. I might turn left coming up here. That's fine. But I'm in alignment right now. Ooh, so delicious. Okay, the third key to self-belief is worthiness. Listen up. Turn the volume up. (laughs) Make everyone around you shush for a second. You deserve to love your life. This was news to me. I promise. I did not walk around my life always thinking like, yeah, I deserve to love it. I deserve to like what I do all day. I deserve to like the people that I am around. I deserve to have fun. I deserve to rest. I deserve to feel like myself. Not not automatically. Nope. But we actually get a ton of conditioning that you don't deserve those things. It's normal to not love your life. It's normal to hate your job. It's normal to have to put up with fill-in-the-blank people, annoying people, frustrating people, uh, people who take advantage of you, disrespectful people, whatever. I think we get trained in a lot of fields, in a lot of industries, in a lot of social circles, in a lot of families, in a lot of wherever you're coming from. So I just want you to think for one second how hard it makes it to believe in yourself. If you're sitting here thinking, yeah, I don't love my life, but like, that's life. This is just what I have to put up with. This is what I get. Who am I to want more? Who am I to complain? Who am I to think that I'm so special that I get to like my job and like not deal with people that I don't want to deal with? Now, is there a huge amount of privilege that comes with that? Of course. So I'm not trying to be ignorant of the fact that there are people who do not get to love what they do all day, to love the people in their lives. Absolutely. If you are in the privileged position to take charge of your life, to utilize your agency, to have free will, to change your circumstances, even if it's just one at a time, this is kind of my plea for you to do that. And if people around you are telling you, you don't deserve it, this is just life. That's how it is. You have to put up with it. You haven't earned the right yet for whatever you want, whether that's like to like your job or to enjoy your time or to take breaks. I invite you to opt out of that. It takes a lot of work. I needed a coach's help for this. Very much so. I needed a coach's help with all of these pieces of my self-belief. So I don't want to diminish that this is a huge paradigm shift to go from I don't deserve to like my life. I don't deserve to feel like I enjoy my career or healthy, nourishing relationships. And like 180 to I do. (laughs) I deserve that. It's a huge shift, but it's totally possible. And if you're starting out fresh from like, okay, I I have been thinking I don't actually deserve to love my life. Or the other way this shows up in your mind is it's selfish. It's selfish to want to like my job. It's selfish to complain about my situation. 
right? Because we know so many people have it worse. And I'm here to tell you, it's not selfish to want to live your life. And it's not doing your self-belief any favors because it's like appointing one of the committee members in your mind with the job of constantly telling you, you're fine, shush, you're happy enough, things are okay enough. Don't complain, don't rock the boat, you don't deserve better. And we do not want one of the committee members in our mind saying that all day long. Because then when we go to try to do something scary, like set a boundary or start a business, we'll feel like we're fighting ourselves. Because there's going to be one committee member in your mind saying, hey, we deserve this. And there's going to be another one saying, wait, no, we don't. (laughs) And it will be very confusing. (laughs) Okay, key number four to self-belief. This is a fun one. Decisions in advance. Oh, girl, you know me. I love me talking about some decisions. Here are some decisions that I made in advance over the past five and a half years that I highly recommend you make or find your own version of. Because if you make these decisions in advance, you will be able to anchor into them in moments of uncertainty and insecurity and schloofy confidence later on. Because we will have those schloofy moments. And I know you know what I'm talking about, even though that is not a word. So in those moments, we want to set ourselves up to not completely abandon our goals, abandon ourselves, sabotage our happiness and success and growth. And this is one of the ways you do it, okay? You make decisions in advance. You decide things like, I'm going to be okay. Listen, I have an anxious brain. I have like nine committee members out of 10 wanting to say, no, we're not. (laughs) We're not gonna be okay. Everything is about to cash on fire. And if it's not about to, it's going to, like later. It's just like, we should probably just freak out now. And when those voices get particularly chatty because I am under-resourced, I am over-triggered, whatever this thing may be, having this decision made in advance is very grounding. It doesn't make the anxiety and the fear not happen, but it helps me not get so far away from that grounded place where I can believe in myself, and it makes the journey back to that place easier. So I decided that I'm going to be okay. I just decided that that was a true fact. And I didn't have to spend a ton of energy and time worrying about if I was going to be okay or not. I just decided I am. Decision in advance number two. I'm going to stay on my own team forever. Forever. Listen, if you've been criticizing yourself, if you've been judging yourself, if you've been doubting yourself for decades, it's fine. It's normal. I would actually be surprised if you hadn't been. And I would ask for all of your secrets. Like, where are you from? Who raised you? Doesn't matter. You can decide today, I am going to stay on my own team forever. And if you don't know how, if you don't feel like you're on your own team fully now, that's what coaches are for. I needed so much help with this one because I did not feel like a friend to myself. That's okay. You can decide, though, that you're interested in joining your own team, and then you can decide that you will stay there. You're not going to jump ship. You can also make the decision that my life is only ever going to keep getting better. This is a really nice decision, and I actually borrowed it from a coach friend of mine. We were working together at the time, and she just kind of said this offhand one time when we were having coffee. She's like, my life is just going to keep getting better. I already decided that. And I was like, (gasps) oh. We can decide that? What? 
And she was like, I mean, why wouldn't you decide that? And I was like, um, I mean, because I didn't know I could, obviously. So yeah, decision available to you and super, super fun one is to decide that in the broad strokes, right? If you take a long view, that your life is only ever going to keep getting better. Not every single minute, you can't do the zoomed in analysis because we'll drive ourselves crazy. But you can decide this. And in those dark night of the soul moments, when you all the committee members want a question like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we have a lot of evidence right now that we made a mistake or things aren't going the way we wanted to, or this is hard and we feel like we're failing. That's when it's really nice to have that one committee member in your mind walk up to the group and be like, you guys, I hear you. And I just want you to remember, this is just a blip. It's just a dip in our overall upward trajectory. All right, we're gonna get through it. Holy bajoli. Does it make that moment feel like nice? No, but does it help you not stay there for an entire two weeks? Yes. A lot of what we're talking about here is not just like conjuring self-belief, it's strengthening it. It's like weatherproofing it because winter is coming <laughs> like every year, right? Oh, that was a good one. I didn't even plan it. Okay, the fifth key, key number five to believing in yourself goes very well with the fourth key. So we have key number four, decisions in, in advance. And then key number five is imperfect action. This is where we wanna make sure that you're walking your talk. You're putting your money where your mouth is. You're deciding who do I want to be? What's the story I wanna tell about myself? You're deciding here's what I want to be aligned with. You're deciding I wanna think of that I deserve my happiness. You're deciding in advance all these things. It's gonna be okay. It's not too late. I haven't messed up my whole life. This is good news. And you wanna back that up. I have for sure been in one of those moments, many of those moments, where your chief frustration isn't coming from anything around you. It's coming from your own inaction. And that frustration makes self-belief super tricky because you want to believe in yourself. But then again, you have one of these committee members just like walk around with this clipboard of evidence like, oh, you want to believe in yourself? Well, here's everything you're not doing. And you're like, thanks, Jim. I'm paying attention. I don't know why his name is Jim, but we just like get away with your clipboard, okay? We're not doing everything. We're not doing everything perfectly. But you don't want to give Jim <laughs> a bunch of evidence for his clipboard, right? You don't want to be looking at what you're unhappy with or what you're unsatisfied by or where you're out of alignment, what you don't love about your life. You don't want to look at all those things and not be doing anything about it. Because then Jim will get real chatty. He's going to fill up that clipboard quick and we'll be like, um, we need to talk. The reason that this key to self-belief is imperfect action is because you and I are such freaking perfectionists and we go all or nothing all the time. And we think, well, if I want to be going after some big dream or accomplishing some goal or like, doing something meaningful and amazing with my life, then I have to like live inside one of those movie montages where it's like accomplishment after accomplishment after accomplishment and hard work and hard work and personal transformation. And like, we're not going to do that because we are real people who need to go to sleep sometimes and watch Netflix sometimes and have jobs, 
they can be that can make it really easy to think, well, I'm not going hoard. I'm not going ham. I'm not going 125 million percent on this stuff. So I guess I'll just leave it for when I have the energy to go 125 million percent. And spoiler alert, that energy is not just showing up on your doorstep like, okay, we're ready. So this is where imperfect action comes in. If you are doing one thing at a time, if you are doing things imperfectly, if you are doing things with help, holy moly, ask for help. But if you're doing anything about this stuff that we're talking about, changing your life, changing relationships, changing your job fulfillment, changing your health, whatever it is you want to do, if you are doing anything, especially if it's imperfectly, because if it's imperfect, that means it's easier to do, then you get to look at yourself and say, yeah, look it, Jim, <laughs> look what I'm doing. Look what I did today. I did a thing today. That freaking counts. You got to let it be messy. Because even messy consistency leads to progress. The fact that it's messy just means it's human progress and not robot progress. And great, that's what we're going for because humaning. (laughs) So I don't want you to beat yourself up if you're not going ham on 19 goals at once. But a huge key to believing in yourself is giving yourself evidence that you are on your own team. You are walking your talk. You're putting your money where your mouth is with all of these wonderful decisions and self-concepts that you're coming up with. And the sixth key to self-belief, surprise, surprise, is celebration. You must, must, must have to non-negotiably, essential, do not skip this, do not pass go, you must celebrate yourself. You must Look your wins in the eye. You must acknowledge the challenges you recover from, the things that did not kill you, the accomplishments that you cannot argue with. (laughs) You have to celebrate your wins because the number one thing that will slow your self-belief down is Convincing yourself you haven't done anything or you haven't done enough. Arguing against your wins. Because it doesn't matter how much you accomplish if you're not looking at it. And it actually does more harm than good for you to keep accomplishing things and deny them, diminish them, dismiss them, downplay them. No more, friend. No more. If you want to believe in yourself, I want you to start here. We ended with key number six, but if you want to cultivate stronger self-belief right here, right now, this is the one I want you to start with. You got to get good at celebrating yourself. And it's like one of the number one growth areas that I work with clients on. And it's no surprise because, you know, this is another thing in our training. We're like, don't call attention to yourself. Don't be boastful. Don't be braggy. Don't act like you don't still have stuff to learn. And you hear that enough times. And yeah, you end up being a grown adult with a ton of accomplishments, believing you haven't done enough, you're not enough. And what do you think your self-belief level is going to be if that's how you're treating accomplishments? 
So this is where I have to remind you that this is what coaching is for. Thank goodness there is something designed to help you with this because I just threw a lot of stuff at you and none of it is easy, but it is all very worthwhile. This is exactly what coaching is designed to help you do. Not only is it going to help you articulate your goals and stay accountable to them and make tangible progress, yum, 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 but it's going to help you with all of this intangible stuff, your self-concept, your alignment, your worthiness, your action, your self-celebration. I used to think of myself as a not celebratable person. It's actually, fun fact, the first thing that I worked with a coach on, and it worked. If you've ever seen any of my interviews or any of my Instagram lives, you know that I throw confetti regularly because I have it on hand. That is the kind of person that I am now because I need confetti daily (laughs) for myself or my clients, but I got it for myself. That was not who I was though many, many, many years ago. I didn't think I deserved to be celebrated yet. I didn't think I was good enough yet. I think I I thought I, I kept having to wait for later. The diminishing and denying and dismissing was my go-to for accomplishments, but also like for myself. And coaching helped me change that. And it's something that I end up working with a lot of people on, no matter what goals we're working on, on the surface level. Because if you want to take on big goals and love your life and love yourself, you got to believe in yourself. And if you want to believe in yourself, you got to be able to look your wins in the eye (laughs) and not argue with them and not judge them, and not run away from them. So I hope this episode inspires you to go buy some confetti of your own, pop a bottle of champagne, buy a balloon, get one of those noisemakers, whatever your flavor of celebration is, or just look in the mirror. Like, look in your own eyes. Because, spoiler alert, you're a win. I know, so cheesy, right? You can look yourself in the eye today, though. And just thank yourself for working so hard to get here and congratulate yourself for getting here and tell you in the mirror, I am so freaking proud of you. You're doing a great job. You don't have to use that voice. It can sound however you want. Be friendly. I don't care. Uh, Sometimes I go for the like the aggressive love. (laughs) Okay, let's recap. And then I'm going to send you off to get your confetti. The six keys to believing in yourself. Know what your intentional self-concept is. Tell yourself if you're in alignment with what matters and what your values are. And if you're out of alignment, just make one one degree tweak so that you can feel self-directed like you're in alignment. Decide that you're worthy of loving your life, of loving yourself, of being yourself. Make some super amazing, fun decisions in advance. You're going to be okay. You're going to be on your own team. Take imperfect action to create some evidence that you believe in yourself and you're on your own team and you're taking yourself where you want to go. That action is going to create wins for you. And some of them are going to be humongous and some of them are going to be tiny, easy wins. And you got to celebrate them all. You got to celebrate them all. Mm. Okay. I hope this is fun for you. I hope this zhuzhes your self-belief. If you take these six key elements and you really nourish them, you nurture them, you water them, all of those gardening metaphors that I don't really understand, it will change everything. And I don't think everything in your life or about you needs to change, but everything will change for the better 
when you are a person who deeply, supremely, superbly, deliciously believes in yourself, not 24-7, all day or day, but at your core, I promise you are capable of it and I promise that it is easier with help and it will go faster with help. So if this is resonating for you and you're like, I want all of this, but it feels like a lot to take on on my own and I have work tomorrow, (laughs) then I want you to consider booking a consultation to talk about coaching and talk about really committing to these things, not thinking they're nice ideas, committing to making them a reality, guaranteeing yourself that I will be a person who believes in myself. I will feel like I'm on my own team. I will take imperfect action in the direction of my goals. If that's what you want, and it would be fun, it would be fun for that to be your reality six months from now, book your console. We'll talk about coaching. It'll be so much fun. KirstenParker.com forward slash schedule. In the meantime, please go immediately to your nearest purveyor of celebration fodder and buy yourself a dang balloon or a sparkly crown or confetti cannon and go have that chat with yourself in the mirror. Let me know how it feels. I'll talk to you soon. Hey there, quick question. How easy does it feel to say no to requests or invites that you really don't want to agree to? Mm, not so much. If you find yourself saying yes to things you don't want to do over and over or putting yourself through agony just to get to a no and then feeling super guilty and maybe even doing it anyway, you're going to love the crash course on how to say no. You can get it for free right now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. You'll get a complete PDF workbook with two whole pages of example sentences at the end, literally how to say no to requests and invites and an 11 minute crash course video training that simplifies the whole overwhelming shenanigans of saying no so you can do it without being a terrible person, ruining a relationship, or ending up doing the thing anyway. Go get it now at kirstenparker.com forward slash say no. Enjoy! Enjoy!